I think a lot of our lives and how we live our life is due to expectations. And I think sometimes our expectations get met and sometimes they do not get met. You ever been to a ball game and you're hoping that your team would win and it what? Lost? Or you maybe you're expecting your team to lose and it actually won. My wife and I we went out to eat at this expensive Italian restaurant, really enjoyed it, and then on the way back home we said, was that food really all the more greater? Because sometimes we go to a more modest Italian restaurant to eat and we sort of decide, did that really meet our expectations? So much of our life is dependent upon our expectations. Is the sermon what I thought it would be? I was expecting my loved one not to die so suddenly. I really didn't see that coming. Our life, many times, the expectations we have of others around us and events that we think should take place. I wasn't expecting my spouse to leave me. I wasn't expecting to get laid off. Or I really was pleasantly surprised by the bonus and the promotion. Our lives, many times, are reflected in joy and sorrow over expectations. Can you relate? Did it turn out how it used to be? So I'm throwing up these little sayings, maybe to jog our minds a little more. My hopes were what? Dashed. My hopes were met. Is there anything I thought that it would be? Or consider the source. You ever had that? You'll talk to a person over a difficult situation and they refuse to listen and somebody says, well, consider the what? You consider the source? You know who you're talking to? Or they're not who they're cracked up to what? Be. I was really hoping that this doctor could help me. I was really hoping that this person could help me. I bought something that really wasn't worthwhile. Remember who you're dealing what? With. It's true. Many times we do get what we pay for, and sometimes we don't even get that, and sometimes we get much more than that. And finally, hope for the best what? I often will say that in ERs and intensive care units with members. Our life, many times, the expectations we have of ourselves and others And life events, many times our life reflects upon that, our joy and our challenges, our expectations. So Naaman was an Old Testament general. He was a war hero, and sadly, his life didn't turn out he expected it to be. He came down with leprosy. Terrible disease, many times forced off into colonies to live by themselves. And Naaman had leprosy, and there he met the prophet Elisha. He said, Elisha, you are a person from God. Can you help me? Elijah said, well, God will heal you. Now, Elijah, now, maybe Naaman thought that Elisha would send him to this world-renowned surgeon. Well, just go to this hospital. and I know a really good doctor, and they're going to heal you. Or maybe Elijah would have sent him to the pharmacist and said, if you simply take these medications, you're going to be healed. Or maybe Elijah said, I know this really good doctor, and trust me. Or maybe Elijah had some home cure that worked with leprosy. But that's not what Elisha said. What Elisha told Naaman is, I want you to go down that dirty river, like down by the mommy, and I want you to wash yourself seven times, and you'll be cleansed. Naaman said, what? I thought you were going to send me to a doctor. I thought you were going to send me to a pharmacist. I thought you had this home remedy. I thought you were going to do something that worked. Don't you know I'm not going to be healed if I jump in something, some dirty river like the mommy seven times? But yet, that's how God healed him. How oftentimes God works above and beyond our expectations. And there, Naaman was healed in a way that he wouldn't expect. He was blessed in a way that was unexpected. So I'd like to talk about Jesus today. What are your expectations of Jesus? Do you expect a good life with Jesus? When I was a kid, there was a saying about Coke, things go better with Coke. You drink Coke, cold, things go better. And some people say things go better with Jesus. Is that your expectation of Jesus? That if Jesus is in your life, your life is going to go better. 
Is that what you expect? Or maybe Jesus is a giver of bling. If I believe in Jesus, all these good things are going to happen to me. Friends in Christ, about once a week, I receive a meme on Facebook or a note, an email, and it said, if you would only pray this prayer and send it to 80 people, all this good stuff will happen to you. Jesus is a giver of bling. He's going to make sure that I have all this nice stuff. Or is Jesus the plowman? What do I mean by the plowman? Do you ever hear of helicopter parents? Like they hover over their children and make sure nothing bad happens to them? There's even helicopter grandparents, okay? Now, I know this sounds odd, but it's true that sometimes moms and their sons are in the Marine Corps and they'll call up the base and they want to talk to the drill sergeant because the drill sergeant's being a little too hard on their son. I don't make that up, okay? That's true, all right? There's helicopter parents, there's snowplow parents, and snowplow parents come by and they plow everything out of the way so that their son and daughter will have a good life. Is that what we expect of Jesus? Jesus is going to plow all the problems away so everything good will happen in my life. Or is Jesus a justice warrior? You know what? I see in the news, and I really don't like it, and I want to get into it too much, maybe you don't either, that there's these mobs that come crashing into the store, empty it out, and walk out with no what? Nothing happened to them. There's people who do all sorts of felony crimes, and they spend six hours in jail, and they're back what? Out free. And so I expect Jesus, I want Jesus to take names and to crack skulls. I want Jesus to crack down on these people. Or is Jesus your good luck charm? Well, you know, I have Jesus with me so good things happen. Now, I really appreciate when people cross themselves. Some Lutherans cross themselves. I watch a baseball game and someone crosses themselves. Like, what, you're going to hit a home run now? Is that what you're doing? You know, a football player, I saw this, saw this on Facebook too. This guy, he crossed himself. He was a running back. He ran for a touchdown. He kneeled in the end zone. He looked up and said, Jesus, I did this for you. And in the meme on Facebook, it says... Jesus wasn't paying attention. Jesus is watching a hockey game, okay? So, I mean, <laughs> what are your expectations, my expectations of Jesus? The giver of bling, the plowman, my good luck charm. See, Judas expected a good life with Jesus. And since Jesus, you know, he's starting to follow crowds, you got a good gig going, maybe Jesus can sell some tickets, and I am going to be your treasurer, and we're going to build up the treasury, and I'll have a good life with you, Jesus, and everything's going to be really good. And that's what Judas thought. And by the way, Jesus, why don't you reel back the statements about being the son of man and this whole kingdom of God, and I'm dying for the sins of the world sort of thing, Lamb of God thing. That doesn't go well. And stop calling people sinners. They don't like that either. See, Judas said, if Jesus, if you, you just do the right things, I can have a good life, and I can be comfortable, because Judas was a treasurer. And then Peter expected Jesus to be the giver of bling. See, Jesus, I'm your roadie now. And when you hit it big, I'm going to hit it big. And I know you just have small shows going now, but Jesus, when you bring in the crowds, I'm your roadie, we're going to hit it big, sort of like Beatlemania. I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember that. The Beatles have a couple hits. They sing in England, they sing in Germany, come to the United States, and everybody flip, flips out, okay? And Jesus is going to be Beatlemania with you when you hit it big, then I'll hit it big too. Oh, by the way, Jesus... Please don't say you're going to suffer and die again for the sins of the world. That is going to ruin the whole show. Then what about who else? John the Baptist. John the Baptist, man, he's like a zealot. He, he dressed really odd, but he really believed in rules. And he saw a lot of people sinning, and Herod was, Herod was an adulterer. And Jesus, I want you to come back, and I want you to bring order. If that means you have to get out of the club and take names and crack skulls, then I'm all for you, Jesus. Judas, Peter, and John had all different expectations of Jesus. Different expectations of Jesus. Well, what about, what about today? What expectations do people have Jesus today? Well, I want Jesus to affirm me no matter what I do. I can live in sin. I can do what I want to do. I want Jesus to affirm me because Jesus loves everybody.
My ex some people have expectation of Jesus that well, no matter what my political view is, that's going to be Jesus' political view. Because Jesus agrees with me politically. What's my expectation of Jesus? Well, I call it Jesus in a can syndrome. What do I mean by that? Well, I have this can, and I put white paper on it, and I put Jesus on it. And I put Jesus up in the shelf. And when something bad happens in my life, I get Jesus off the shelf, and I put him on my kitchen table. My problem goes away, guess what I do with Jesus? Put him back up on the shelf. That's my expectation of Jesus. I want Jesus here when bad things happen to me. I want Jesus to affirm my sin. I want Jesus to help me feel good. I want Jesus there when I have a problem. I want Jesus to everyone just love each other, and everyone just be in love with each other, and everyone gives a big group hug. And a lot of people have different expectations of Jesus. And by the way, I don't like to hear about sin, so please don't talk about that. Because Jesus loves everybody, let's go do our own thing. Well, this is what Paul speaks about that. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers who will what? Say what their itching ears want to what? I like Jesus. Everyone gets everything they want, sort of Jesus. They'll gather to themselves teachers who tell them what they want to hear. Our expectations of Jesus. My friends in Christ, Jesus exceeds expectations. What do I mean by that? Well, here's the thing. John the Baptist is in jail because he put down Herod. Because John the Baptist criticized Herod's adultery, so he's in jail. And John the Baptist heard there's a number of healings and that there's a number of people being blessed. By, by Messiah. And John the Baptist wants to make sure that's Jesus. So John the Baptist sends his followers to go talk to Jesus and say, are you really the Jesus? And Jesus says, tell John the Baptist this. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news preached to the poor. That's what Jesus says. You go tell John the Baptist. Tell him that. Am I the Messiah? Tell him that's who I am. We also hear that in Isaiah 29, 35, and 61. Same exact words. The blind receive sight, all talking about the Messiah. The lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news preached to the poor. Tell that to John the Baptist, because that's who I am. Now check those that apply. Well, you might say, I've never been blind, but I'm looking at a lot of people who wear glasses. How many are wearing contacts now? Your eyesight's have been... How many have had eye surgery? Glaucomas. Did Jesus heal your sight? Well, no, that was a doctor, and that was the attendant. Well, who gave him that technology? Who gave him that mind? Well, the lame walk. Well, I can tell you this. I'm glad we only have two knees because Lisa got her second knee replaced. I'm glad there's no more coming up. You ever had have surgery like that? Assistance to walk? Then Jesus helped you walk. You might say the leprosy are cured. You ever been cured? I've had strep throat. And tonsillitis, I'm really glad for penicillin and antibiotics. I've been cured. Well, the dead are raised. Someone said, well, I've never seen anyone dead raised. But we have loved ones who died who are with the Lord in peace, and we believe in the resurrection. And by the way, there are people one day who were dead didn't believe, and the next day they did believe, and so they were raised to dead from the dead. And the good news preached to the poor, and somebody might say, well, I'm not poor, and there's not poor people in defiance. Well, Jesus may be not be talking about your checkbook, but he might be talking about your heart and your spirit. Check those that apply. Those are the expectations of Jesus, and that just can't be met by anyone. That needs to be met by someone divine, someone with supernatural powers, someone who loves above expectations, and that is Jesus for us and for you and for me. Can you read it with me? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, 
today and forever. And so whatever false expectations we have about Jesus, give them up because they just don't fit. Because Jesus' expectations go above and beyond anything that we might think. So talk, we talked about Jesus. Let's talk about God's servants like our pastor and our principal and our DCE and our teachers and our preschool teachers. Let's talk about expectations. What expectations do you have of your pastor and your principal and your DCE and teachers? Well, some church said, well, we want a 30-year-old pastor who relates well with the young but has 40 years' worth of experience. Okay. All right. Well, we really expect our pastor to be super dynamic and want them to be handsome, want our principal to be really sharp, and we want all this stuff to happen. Well, I, by the way, there, there's a congregational assembly, as we call an associate pastor, and there's a church getting ready to call a pastor, and someone said the pastor has one weakness. I don't know if we should call the pastor, and someone else spoke up and said, how many people do you know that only have what? One weakness. Yeah. What expectations do we have of God's servants? Because... Jesus adores John the Baptist now because he's very devout. What are you looking for? Fine clothes and luxurious life? I drive a Malibu. It's a true story. I, I had a funeral for, for a member, and he had a family member who worked for Jaguar for British Motors in Peoria, and she sold Jaguar. She said, Pastor, I can put you in a Jaguar for like what you could buy a Chevy Cavalier for. Do you want it? What would it be like if I pulled a Jaguar, it's a Jaguar, a Jaguar into the parking lot here, right? Pastor Muse drives a Jaguar. That's our pastor. Okay, what do you think? What are you looking for? Fine clothes, luxurious life, or someone who blows with the times? Yeah, we're looking for someone who's very eloquent and can speak well and can make us laugh and is really hip. What are you looking for? Or a powerful prophet, someone who's eloquent. What? What exactly? What exactly do we expect of all them? Well, in as Jesus promised, I'll send my messenger ahead of you. You'll prepare your way before you. And what? Sometimes you and I, we focus on the messenger, but we don't focus on the what? We don't focus on the what? The message. We listen, and we're caught up with the messenger. We're just a sinful human being. God works through odd things in unique ways. So, focus on the what? Not the messenger. The message is just as effective, no matter what the messenger is. Jesus adores and lifts up John the Baptist for being that. Does Jesus fulfill the expectations of all? Maybe not. A lot of people are disappointed. I thought if I came to church, my loved one wouldn't die. I thought if I came to church, I'd meet the perfect spouse. I thought if I came to church, all these things would happen. No, Jesus doesn't meet the expectations of all. And do all prize Jesus? No. I don't like the thought that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I don't like the thought that Jesus is the only God. That's offensive to me. No, not at all. But once again, here's Jesus. This way he says, the blind receive sight, the lame walk. You understand it. And Jesus says this, blessed is the one who does not what? Well, the economy. Because a lot of people can't handle that truth. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the only way to heaven. I'm the Lord and God. I know of other God. I've come to bring life that you might have and have it abundantly. I've called you to repent. He is that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's who Jesus is for you and for me, suffer and die and rose again. So how about this for a closing thought, as Jesus is beyond all expectations. Can you read it and pray with me at the same time? Oh, Jesus, shepherd, guardian, friend, my prophet, priest, and king, my Lord, my life, my way, my end, accept the praise I bring. And all God's people say,